It's a kind of magic. It's a kind of magic. Here comes Henry. Here's the wizardry. A great point. He had this magnificent ability to ghost. In other words, be gone and be in on the edge of the square or, or in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And he's gone 30, 40 yards. Ball breaks into the path of TJ Reid into Henry Shefflin in acres of space. Shefflin shot! Shefflin goal! He wasn't coming with a massive reputation. You know, Kilkenny hadn't won minor for a while and, you know, Henry had struggled a little bit on the rage. You take someone like Tommy Walsh, they were coming with massive reputations from underage hurling. Henry actually wasn't coming with huge, but he was coming good. Uh, and obviously Brian had come in in 99 and, and Henry was one of the first men in. Just kept on doing it in the dressing room and on the field as well. People can talk in any dressing room up and down the country, but when you do it out in the field, it speaks volumes, you know. Um, you just maybe on a Wednesday or a Friday night before a match, he'd have a speech in the dressing room and you'd want to actually just go out and play the game there and then. He's just so passionate about it. He's just so, his will to win now is, is second to none, I think. I would have to think Henry would have been disappointed with, with the amount of game time he mm. got in the championship last year. Uh, he may not say that publicly uh, because that's the type of guy he is uh, I would have expected him to have got more time particularly in the drawing game I think but I suppose that's the nature of sport and uh, was was he going to get more time or less time this year mm. it is very difficult to know winning the club all Ireland with Kilkenny last year it's a magnificent way to go to be able to be a top hurler still, to be able to be the top hurler out there, I suppose, in so many different days, is a phenomenal tribute to the skill. But you should see, you should see him train, you should see him work, you should see him prepare for games. There was a lot of dark days in, in the February, March, even May and June weren't great for myself with the shoulder, and to finally turn it around and get the season going and to be here today, it's a, you know, it's it's the two emotions of sport. I think you know. I didn't say it at the time, but like I remember going for a few pucks the Monday night before we played Dublin in the Leinster Championship, and I couldn't hit the ball. Basically, had to get back in the car. It's a brilliant win for Kenny, so it's absolutely special. And then I suppose just to win your tenth All Ireland like that, it's a. Uh, it, uh, it does add a bit of cherry on top of the cake, I think. Welcome you know. to our Henry Shefflin special. That is the man himself speaking after last year's All-Ireland final replay. You also heard clips from him after the decider in 2012, the replay that is against Galway. That year started horribly for him. He had to recover from a very serious shoulder injury. Brian Cody, the clip you heard from Brian, was also after the 2012 All-Ireland final. Also, you heard from DJ Carey and JJ Delaney. Coming up, we've got uh, former Kilkenny goalkeeper Michael Walsh, who's commentated on pretty much every game that Henry Shefflin has played for Kilkenny since 1999. Mags Darcy of Wexford kind of takes an outside look at Henry Shefflin and his iconic status. Mags, you'll know from winning uh, All-Ireland titles with Wexford in Camogie. As well as all that, we'll speak to Kieran Cuddihy of News Talk Breakfast, but also of Dixborough. He would have played against Henry many times at senior club level in Kilkenny. First up, though, it's Shefflin's former teammate, Brian Hogan. I suppose everyone would have seen the, the skill and the ability Henry had on the fields, but um, I think the first thing that would stand out for me personally with Henry was, was his work rate. Um, I think a lot was made of the Kenny team in terms of our work rate and the forwards and how hard they worked. But I think Henry led the line um, in that regard. Um, you know, his his 
I suppose, ability to, to win the dirty ball or the hard ball and never shirk responsibility. I think, you know, in numerous stages, I all, you know, I'd, I can think back at, you know, matches that are in finals and semi-finals and whatever. You know, maybe the match was in the balance and uh, you look up the field and you'd all see Henry with the hurl up, demanding the ball, looking for, you know, the, the, the key ball in the match and inevitably, you know, he'd win it and, you know, there's that kind of willingness to, to work for the team um, more so than anything and, and inevitably, I suppose, scores he got then flowed on from that but it was I suppose selflessness as well you know in terms of putting himself um, first you know putting himself out there for the team you know in terms of winning the, the hard ball um, that's that's, the, that's something that's, I think key in terms of making Henry the player he was Where do you think that came from because we've heard DJ Carey talk about him and he says that you know he came into the senior squad with not a particularly big reputation so he really did have to work on it and that kind of attitude never really left him even with all the success and all the praise Yeah, I think um, I think the fact maybe Henry had to work for it made him, made him appreciate it a lot more I mean, it probably is something that's um, similar to uh, some of the rest of us you know, in terms of uh, there's a, maybe some of the older lads where we wouldn't have been, I suppose, um, had huge reputations underage or whatever. And I think, you know, Henry would have been along the same lines, you know. And I think maybe he wants, you know, the desire to, to get there was, was always in him. And I think once he got the opportunity through Brian in, in 99 and he was given the, I suppose, the, the starting position at the and the free taker, I think, he, you know, he relished that responsibility. And, and uh, I think... It's it, it was that desire, that hunger inside him, you know, probably drove him on. And I mean, as City, the work rate um, that he had was phenomenal, not just on the field, but I mean, you know, in training, he was the first one out in the fields, you know, practicing um, freezes, practicing shooting, getting his touch right. Um, in terms of the rehab with the injuries he had, um, phenomenal, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, Fizio saying they nearly had to tell him less rehab to do because he could, because it almost be factoring in the fact that he was going to do more. Um, you know, with the injuries he had with the two cruciates, the shoulder injury, the stress fractures in the foot, you know, was, he never left any stone unturned in that regard. And it was just an absolute kind of, I suppose, unrelenting kind of will to, 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 to achieve his potential, you know. And I think that that's, you know, something that was inside him all along, really. You know, I don't think that's something that can that, that you can create. Um, we know what, he, what he's like as fans on the pitch because we see it and you know we follow Hurling and we know he stands out but what was he like mm. in the stuff that we don't see but the stuff that, that makes an inter-county team that makes any team the hard work off the pitch what a guy says how he behaves you know can you give us an insight there? Yeah I mean Henry was like for, for what he's achieved um, which is phenomenal and will never be equaled I think he's quite you know unassuming kind of guy in terms of you know there's no airs of graces around about him you know I mean, he he was very much one of the lads, you know, um, in one respect. But I suppose he was always Henry Shefflin to the general public. But when he was amongst the players, he was always just one of the lads. Um, so did you, you used know, to slag him about, you know, being Henry, the the mystical figure to the public? But to you guys, he was just your teammate because he had to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, to be honest, like Henry, uh, Henry was well able to give it and take it. You know, he was he. he um, of course, like you know, in, in a dressing room environment, you know, with, with a lot of players, here, the, the banter is going to be going back and forth. But now Henry was well able to dish it out as well as take it. You know, there was no fear in that regard. Um, and you know, some of the best memories he'd have would be would be when he, he, you know, he would be able to, in a position to be able to, I suppose, um, come out, you know, and, and and let the hair down a bit. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of uh, inside in the camp, you know, he he was he was certainly a leader, and I know um, from 
um, previous discussions. You know, it's something he he probably you know grew into. Like a lot of a lot of guys when you come in first, you're looking up to the senior players. But very quickly, I think Henry kind of established himself as a leader. You know, probably first through his through his performances on the field. But as 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 his career went on, he's definitely someone that uh, everyone would have looked up to. Um, in terms of when he did speak and addressing him, you know, you knew it was genuine. You knew it was it came from from the heart, I suppose. And 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 he he was he was a great, I suppose, man to get for to rally guys, teammates around him. You know, and even even I mean, I remember in in '07 when he did the cruise against Limerick and he was gone at half time. You know, he gave a speech at half time in the dressing room, and you could see the emotion in him. You know, he knew his his honour and final was over, um, and that was you know huge huge to him, but. No, he's up in the middle, and he didn't make it about himself. You know, he didn't make it about the fact he had an injury, etc. He made it about the team, and you know, the players went out in the second half and 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 put in a performance as much for for Henry as as for anything. You know, so yeah, I mean, he's you know, I suppose really the best compliment I can pay for him is really he was the ultimate team player. You know, with, with everything he's won, not a person accolades, he never lost focus on the fact that. It was a team sport, and you know he was he was he was the ultimate team player, really. You know. Yeah, between you, JJ, Tommy, Henry, um, Aidan Fogarty, there's a lot of leaders gone from the dressing room now. Do you think that will have a negative effect, or is Brian such a steady hand? Is he so kind of expert at doing this and and bringing teams on in stages that that it won't make too much of a difference, or? Is this a particularly big challenge, a new challenge that Brian has never faced before and the Kilkenny team under Brian has never faced yeah. before? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you can't, I suppose, inevitably, you can't lose the likes of Henry Shefflin and JJ and Tommy and these guys and, and it, not have an impact to a certain degree, be it on the field uh, or off the field. You know, they, they are, I suppose, big characters in their own way. But look, I mean, Brian is, is shrewd enough in terms of he would have he would have been aware of, I suppose, the... Um, the aging of certain players over the last couple of years, and you'd see it. He 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 would be kind of um, encouraging some of the younger players to maybe to take a, a bit more of a, a kind of lead role in terms of it within the dressing room. You know, kind of I suppose to, to take up the mantle. Um, you know, it's very much uh, the leaders are, are all thirty players. You know, and obviously inevitably um, you'll have a couple of player individuals the likes of Henry who people will look up to. But you know, it's a natural progression. I mean, I remember when I, as I suppose um, more uh, as a younger hurler on the squad, you know, and Brian kind of just giving you the prompts to kind of you know maybe take a more of a kind of a prominent role, and that's that's one of his skills is term is in terms of identifying some of the younger guys and who maybe have the potential to kind of uh, take on a bit more leadership, um, etc., and kind of giving them that kind of uh, encouragement to, to do that. So yeah, look, I mean, it will it will certainly be um, strange not having the likes of Henry in the dressing room, but I mean, you know. It, I suppose after a couple of weeks, guys will get on with that as they have done um, with the likes of ourselves even the panel. You'll have the younger guys, the likes of Paul Murphy and 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 and, and Killian Buckley, and these guys take a, stepping up to the plate, and and they, they, it's up to them to drive things on. And I think I think Brian's aware of that. I think Brian would have identified that over the last few years, and and, and put, you know I suppose put things in place to make sure that these players were were, were in a position to do so. Brian, just before I let you go, what's your favourite or standout Henry memory? Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> Um, I suppose when we go away, number of memories, <laughs> number of memories. Really, I suppose uh, the one I could probably tell <laughs> um, is um, <laughs> sounds <laughs> like in, sounds like there's better ones, but this is the one that you can only. Yeah, this is the only yeah, one well, you can the, tell. Yeah, well, it's it's it, 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 it's a it's a morning show. So, <laughs> um, no, I, I mean I remember. I suppose we we would have had a number of weekends away in Carrington House and uh, um, you, you know, the training camps and, that, and actually it was just last year and. Um, David Herity had organised a, a bit of entertainment for us, whatever, and uh, one of them was he got a bit of sponsorship, and we had a, 
a penalty shootout blitz and we had it divided between, I suppose, as it transpired, it was north and south, uh, Kilkenny, and so just add a bit of uh, spice to it. And uh, I suppose just to, to sicken you, I mean, um, I think Henry was carrying a slight injury at the time and uh, wasn't able to participate in full training. And of course, as it turned out, with 33 guys who ended up in the final with Henry and and uh, and who won the cash prize with Henry, you know, so we're just, we're, we're just, the, the North guys real stick coming off the field. I mean, it, not only are, are we having to put up with them in, in training and trying to marshal them, it comes down to winning a few quid in the penalty shootout and, and, and King Henry steps up to the plate again and takes the win in penalty. So we're, it's just, you know, it's just, I suppose, a caliber of the man where we're just kind of going, is there nothing the guy can't do? But uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was a, that was a funny moment because we had to hear, listen to it for, for the rest of the weekend from all the South guys. Brian Hogan, thanks for joining us. No worries. Thanks, Lachine. This is our Henry Shefflin special. Kieran Cuddihy, you'll know from News Talk Breakfast, but Kieran, you are a hurler with Dixbury. You've reached the senior county final with them in the past and indeed won an All Ireland Intermediate Crown. When you guys were coming up against Ballyhale, did you think to yourselves, especially you as a part of the defensive unit, uh oh? We're facing Henry. Yeah, I suppose when you're facing Barry Hale for the last few years, you haven't just been facing Henry. You've been facing Henry, the Reeds, not just TJ Reed, but Patrick Reed, Owen Reed, and the families, obviously Chaffetz, Patrick. You know, you you were essentially facing it. Why an, did you turn up? What uh, yeah. was the point? You were facing an inter-county team, really, to uh, to a large extent, or certainly inter-county forwards. Uh, but yeah, look, Henry would always be the one that they would stand out. I don't think we ever had. A, I don't remember us ever having a game plan to deal with Henry. And part of the, I suppose, part there's a dual pronged motivation for that. One is that you don't want to elevate someone up. You don't want the entire team to focus on, oh God, Henry has it. What do we do? And then it's panic stations. Like I said, when you've got all these other players, you have to worry about. But the other part of it is, is that you looked at it and you thought, is there really any point in us? trying to come up with some novel game plan to deal with Henry when the likes of Tipperary in the last few years Cork before that you know a Tip again before that Cork again before that and all those teams in off uh, in Offaly's I'd say in Leinster the Offaly's and Wexford and stuff when none of them have been able to come up with a game plan to contain Henry when he was at his peak and at his pomp you know, was there any point really in us going about it? All I suppose all you could do is really kind of control your own game and hope Henry didn't uh, inflict too much damage. And you as a defender, as a guy who occasionally picked up Henry, what was a good game to you against a guy like Henry Shefflin? Uh, a good game against a guy like Henry Shefflin was, um, I remember, when we, we played them in the Senior County Final a couple of years ago, uh, the, not, three years ago it would be this year. Uh, we lost them in the match. but And not they, by much either, they didn't... Because I did that game. Uh, yeah, we lost by four points in the end, I mm. think, actually. And we, we we missed a goal chance towards the end. But part of the reason that we were so close was that we didn't concede any goals. And twice Henry was straight through on goal. And twice he was just manhandled to the ground. Um, so and may, maybe that was a, that's a good sign against someone like Henry. Like he scored a few points in play. But afterwards, people would have reflected on that match and we said we did really well to contain mm. the Ballyhead forwards. And and what that meant was that Henry got a few points from play. Fair enough. He's always going to get a few points from players. He's always going to create a bit of space. But we prevented Henry getting through on goal. And I think maybe that's, as a clubber, I think maybe if you're hurling inter-county, you've got to have higher standards than that. Even if you're going up against Henry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like If you're Parik Mari or anyone else, you're going to be looking at it and you think, I have to absolutely contain him so he does nothing in this match. Um, but at club level... 
you know, maybe you should say we should have the same ambition, but really you're going out and you think if, if Henry can be kept to just a few points here, a couple of points in play, and he doesn't score a goal, then, you know, we've done a really good job. We're kind of, we're on the road to, to beating them. Now, what was he like to share a pitch with? And we should clarify, I mean this in a complimentary sense, because as, as, a, as a forward, as a, as a guy who leads the team, whether or not Henry was a captain for the team he was playing for, he was a leader, you have to you have to occasionally talk to the ref. You have to occasionally talk to the guys around you. So, what was it like when Henry was on the pitch? Was he good at that kind of thing? Yeah, he was. He's an incredible leader, and you could see it. And in two ways, you'd see it. You'd see it as the, the standard way, kind of shouting encouragement and cheering him on. But also, he would be incensed when decisions went against them, and people would see that with Kilkenny. Henry. Quite literally looking like a four-year-old sometimes, kind of stomping up and down on the ground. The jumping up and of, down yeah, against Claire, that <laughs> yeah, clip on YouTube, exactly. that sums it up. Yeah. Jumping up and down against Claire, you know what I mean? But but that's, uh, you know, that comes part and parcel of being a leader. Like you don't, I suppose, it's like in any sport when people talk about the ruthlessness of Michael Schumacher or something. You're not going to be, you're not going to become, get, get to the top of any game without having that kind of, that ruthless streak and without having the streak that you're just, you... You just can't accept losing. And angry by losing, yeah. and that's a, like that's a little loss when that decision goes against you. It's a little loss, and I had to laugh a couple, few years ago when Joe Canning, after the drawn match, the All Ireland, the first All Ireland against Galway, the drawn game, said, uh, "You know, oh, we probably need to be a bit shrewder." You know, uh, the Galway force. This isn't. I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember his exact words, but he said, uh, "We, we you know, we probably need to be in the ear of the ref a little bit." You know what I mean? And giving out a bit more about decisions going against us, the way Henry Shefflin, uh, you'd see doing it for Kenny, and there was. Kind there was uproar how could someone say you know it was almost like someone kind of breaking one of the Ten Commandments and taking the Lord's name in vain how dare he say this about Henry Henry's at the absolute peak of his powers around then or just maybe you know he, he coming down from that peak but he uh, but I think the people who were least, least surprised by that was everyone in Kilkenny who sees mm. Henry playing with the club every week and sees him in the referee's ear and sees him giving out about decisions mm. that go against them and sees him when decisions go the right way and when uh, when his team is doing well and encouraging and just leading the team and all that comes as leading the team and really Joe Canning was just saying we need to stand up a few of us and be leaders here but you know I, I think yeah. I had to laugh at some of the kind of some of the yeah. egregious insult people took to it Again it was it was a complimentary thing that Joe was saying Um Outside of Kilkenny, he's an icon. Inside of Kilkenny, like in Kerry, it's hard to be an icon because you really have to stand out because there are so many icons and there are so many All-Irelands. Yeah, if you shake a tree, a few All-Ireland medals will fall out of it. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. I remember hearing a famous story about Rackard. A guy came up to him and said, look, I need a new tracksuit top. And he says, how many All-Irelands have you? And the guy said, one. He says, come back to me when you're three or four. But look, <laughs> what about Henry? Like, I mean, what's his status in Kilkenny? Because it's, it's uh, compared to Kerry... You know, you really have to stand out in Kilkenny the same thing. Yeah, I suppose Henry, in a way, there was an inevitable debate, d- debate for a long time. Henry, her DJ, you know, who had been the best. And it was probably because there was that overlap. You know, maybe if there had been a bigger gap in between them, there'd be a clearer distinction in, you know, in in their talents and everything. But there was that, you know, which one is has had a bigger impact. It's funny, people maybe my age who kind of grew up as were kids watching DJ will always have that special play. You know what I mean? Will always remember that first kicked goal against Wexford, really, that kind of sent him on the scene and, and everything else after that. Henry, though, I I think Henry's got to the state. Henry has definitely taken it a step further. Like, I think even within Kilkenny, and people are kind of quiet about it, and people won't, and he, he can walk down the street. But I think that uh, he certainly... 
he's taken it to another, uh, just another level in stratosphere. Like his 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 popularity, the respect people have for his game and for his talents. And I think people in Kilkenny, if you were to do a, a straw poll, Henry would certainly, and not, obviously not emotions running high today and at the moment. But I think in a few years' time, reflecting back, people will say Henry was the, the greatest hurler we ever had. Just a little story uh, as an aside on that. Henry, when I said he can walk down the street and he has, can have a normal life. I heard a story over Christmas that Henry went to a uh, went to Santa's Grotto with the kids uh, in a little uh, town in North Kilkenny. He went to Santa's Grotto and he uh, brought the kids along. And before long, every kid who had been in the queue had turned around and was gathered around Henry to such an extent that for the next two hours, Henry had to sit beside Santa. And so all the kids got their photos sitting between Santa and Henry. So I wonder what emotional damage is that inflicts on his own children when I see it. Is this normal? Does this happen to everyone's dad? But uh, yeah. So maybe he can't exactly walk down the street completely uh, unharassed, but close to it. Kieran, you better get off and write your letter uh, to Henry. I mean, Santa, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Oshin. Well, this is a Henry Shefflin special and we are talking to Michael Walsh. Michael, um, you played in goals for Kilkenny. You've coached many Kilkenny teams, uh, but you've also been the summariser for Casey Law at 96FM for a number of years and you've seen pretty much all of Henry's big moments. First of all, What's your initial reaction to his retirement? Um, I suppose, like it's, it's, I suppose, like when you hear it of the others as well, it's, 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 uh, I suppose, a bit of sadness. But you have to, I suppose, marry that with the fact that you know the age, the age of him, of himself there now at 36, heading for 37, and the career he's had, and you just feel grateful for being around for that career, and you know, for probably seeing what probably was the best hurler we've ever seen. What separated Henry? What separated Henry, I suppose, was obviously his longevity was, was, was massive in an age where longevity isn't massive and the fact that he's able to keep going to the age he's going and, you know, the fact of his, his fitness levels. And then I suppose, uh, you know, one thing, I suppose, his bravery of, of coming back from injuries when, again, he had so much one at the time. Uh, he needn't have come back and still, you know, been one of the greatest ever and he still found the energy and resolve to somehow come back and do what he did, which I find absolutely amazing because those injuries came, you know, only in the last few years, really, and he just um, showed the example. And I suppose his example to everybody else was, was incredible and, uh, you know, I suppose a real, real team player and yet a man with superb individual skills. We'll never really be able to get inside a guy's head like that because to do what he has done, to do all the things you just mentioned there, come back from injuries having already collected everything there is in the game and already at that stage you know when he got even the first of those serious injuries he was already being talked about as the greatest to come back from that to try and win more I mean that's that's pretty impressive it's 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 hard to fathom it's hard to it's hard to, to kind of get that straight in your head as a, as, as a normal person so I suppose you know it, it does it does tell us an awful lot about Henry but at the same time leaves us wondering an awful lot about Henry well, you see, if you go back to all different sports and, and you know, there's, there's great men in every sport and there has been great men and there will continue to be great men. Uh, it's, it's, as you said there, it's the way he just kept coming back and back and back. And you see other people retiring when they've won whatever they've won and it might be half of what he's won and no injuries and they're still retiring. This fella, you know, like, you know, he would have been well within his rights maybe to give up after 2010 after winning, winning so much for yet. He comes along two years later, and this is what I find amazing. And and he's, if you're going to ask me, and maybe that's the next question or what is this question further down the line, his greatest ever display for me was a draw on Ireland in 2012, and there's absolutely no doubt he dragged Kilkenny from nowhere that day because they were six, seven points down and really in trouble. He went to centre forward and he turned the whole game, and that's after all these injuries. And again, he used to get more and come back again. But I think 
2012 for me was something I'll, I'll never ever forget his display in that, in that drawn matches for me probably one of the best displays I've ever seen in any sport They say about Johnny Sexton that in training and all that he's quite grumpy he demands quite a lot but you, you do it because he's Johnny Sexton because you know he's got high standards you know he's willing to go through it himself you know that he kind of holds himself to the same ridicule that he holds everyone else. It seems to be the same with Henry. Now, a different sort of character. You don't hear fellas saying that Henry is grumpy in training, but you do hear fellas say he demands a standard of himself and others then see that and they try to match. Yeah, I think, you know, from listening to people and, uh, you know, just from lads that are playing with him, uh, from club mates of his, and I think they're just inspired by his example. And I said that earlier, to you, Oshin, he just seems to be the first at training. He seems to be getting himself into some some shape to be to be able to perform. I believe the effort he put in to get himself right for Ballyhale this year, not going on the team holiday, making sure he was ready for his club. It's that's what's that's that's the epitome of the greatness of of of, of Henry Shefflin. You know, doing things like that. No, even even great players themselves wouldn't wouldn't do that. But he's just that bit better than great, as as, as we know. How does Brian Cody go about? I was going to say replacing him, but that that's kind of silly, isn't it? Because you can't replace someone like Henry. So what do you do to make up for his absence? Well, what you do, I know, and I know Henry will find this like everybody else. Like, you know, he's a massive loss to, to the sport. Absolutely massive loss to Kenny. But you know, it'll it'll move on, and uh, you know he'll be the first to see that and accept that as well, and he'll know that because it has moved on before, and it will move on. It's not about replacing him; he won't be able to replace him. There's nobody like Henry Shefflin. But you know, you have like the likes of Richie Hogan and T.J. Reid now, and they're going to be they're going to be you know the next for my money anyway, the next you know two great players. I think Kenny they are already, but they're they're going to get better and better, and they're the ones that are going to lead it now, and there will be always someone to pick it up. But it's not about that; it's about the the greatness of the person that's gone and. Uh, as we say, uh, to get to the levels he, he's got to, I don't think uh, that'll ever be achieved again, to be honest. It'll be strange for Brian not having Henry there because he's been front and centre since Brian came in. So does it change the dynamic of how Brian manages the team? I wouldn't think so, Oshin. No, I wouldn't think so at all. I think that, you know, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, sport, as you know, and as everybody knows, I don't think, you know, sentiment won't come into it. Um, you know, as I, as I said to you already, it'll be a huge loss, and certainly he will. his loss will be felt around the place. He's been there for the, if you're, you know, the last, what, since 1999, basically, and Brian himself have soldiered together. But, you know, like, you know, it'll it'll just move on, Oshin, and that's that's the, the facts of life, and that's sport the way it goes, and uh, there's no other way out of that. But certainly he will be a miss, and certainly, you know, his presence around the place alone will be a huge miss. And, like it's, it's like last year, he didn't see much game time. But when you're, you know, when your tongue is hanging out and you're feeling the effects of a big game, and next minute, just twenty minutes to go, and you look over to the sideline and you're really under that legs, and you see uh, whatever number he's wearing, and Henry Shefflin is coming on. But uh, like if he didn't, if he doesn't do a tap on the field, it's a huge boost to the players involved with him and a terrible drawback to the other players. So all that sort of stuff will be will be badly missed. But basically, what will be missed is the is the charisma of the man himself. He's just been fantastic and we've been very grateful to have him here and certainly he played a huge huge part obviously in the success of this Kilkenny group as we'll say now over the last 15-16 years Former Kilkenny goalkeeper Michael Walsh thanks for joining us on our Henry Shefflin special Good man Well Mags Darcy All-Ireland winner with Wexford thanks for joining us on our Henry Shefflin special Um, What was it about Henry that stood out to you and maybe I should ask what are there many things about Henry that stand out to you? Because I guess with a guy like that, it's not just one thing, is it? It isn't, of course not. Henry had it all. Um, he still does have it all. 
he brought uh, a change to the game where the fitness levels um, were were not only have not only changed, but he changed through the game as well. So you can see year on year out, obviously Henry has had diversity with, with regards injury. He's improved himself. He's a pure role model, and he's an icon within the game. And to be honest, Oshie, not only for for young males coming up, but young females also. I know myself. I would have looked at Henry in different aspects of his game, and that's the beauty of Henry. He had different aspects to his game. It wasn't just he was a good uh, fielder of the ball. He was a good striker. He was good over freeze. Like he had it all. Is there any particular game that? stands out to you in your memory or is it just kind of the collection of, of, of the body of Henry's work? Definitely there's a collection there. There's definitely a box set. If he was to release anything it would have to be a box set of Henry's greatest moments. Um, for, for me it was the 2005 like Leinster final when, when we actually were playing uh, when we were actually playing uh, Kilkenny that day and Henry got a bit ruffled up by the likes of Declan Root and, and Gizzy Ling and uh, that, that would be my connection with Henry because it was obviously my own beloved county playing on that day. Um, other memories of, of course, uh, him coming on um, in, in many a match um, in the latter stages of his year and just bringing that enthusiasm and, and to the crowd, not even to the players, you know. He was just a very special player in, in that sense. It goes to show how special he is that, as you mentioned there, he got roughed up and I'm sure throughout his career he got well used to that because anyone with that much skill is going to be targeted. But still looked incredibly graceful. I mean, there were times it looked like Henry was, was in the matrix. It looked like he was actually able to slow down time and space to do what he wanted to do. Yeah, he, he, was, uh, he was a magician. That's all you could say. He was a magician to work with on the field. If there was young lads coming into play, starting on the team, coming into the team, he'd often guide them along. And you could see that throughout the years as well. And they often say about, about men, um, you know, if you were to lose, um, you should show that, you know, to be manly in, in losing, but to win, he's a pure gentleman in winning as well. So he was never um, he was never one for, I suppose, flaunting his success either. Um, and you'll you'll see that this afternoon as well. Just before I let you go, Mags, he's an icon in sport, but he his iconic status kind of goes beyond sport, a bit like Brian O'Driscoll. Yeah, much so. Sure, he's in Irish folklore at this stage. You know, um, when you speak about hurling, you speak about Henry, King Henry. You know, getting the name King Henry alone. Just says uh, says enough about him. Um, so he will be, of course, go down in, in as one of the greatest Irish sports uh, sports players of all time. Max Darcy of the Wexford Camogie team on our Henry Shefflin special here on News Talk. The great man retiring today. He's 36. He's won 10 All Ireland medals and 11 All Stars, as well as three All Ireland club medals with Ballyhale Shamrocks. And if he stays going with his club. You would not rule out them winning more because they've got a fantastic setup and squad. Henry has left his mark on hurling and he's also left a mark on Irish life at large. His hero status kind of goes beyond hurling and shows what you can achieve with hard work and dedication. He is an influence to us all. You can get more on Henry Shefflin's retirement from intercounty hurling on newstalk.com forward slash sport. And on Off the Ball this evening from 7 o'clock. Let's leave you with some of Henry's golden moments. And I stress some because there are too many to put into one montage. And I guess in honouring a king, you have to use music by Queen. Ball breaks into the path of TJ Reid into Henry Shefflin in acres of space. Shefflin shot! Shefflin goal! Of what should be. Sick of the man. One shot. Oh.
Magic. Magic. Magic.